And that is uh, Zonke Digana giving us a dose of love really. and uh, we're talking this afternoon in our relationship corner just looking at uh, what drives a spouse to go for the kill and uh, you, you you live with this person and what you said uh, uh, Jacqueline before we went on air that uh, lately living together seem, it seems very dangerous um, because you never know who you're living with and uh, who they are, where they're from uh, what influences the decisions they make, uh, what influences what they say and who they become in the relationship and joining us uh, right now on the line we have Angie Diale uh, who's a family and representative uh, counsellor and uh, we also have Jacqueline Ellis who's a specialist uh, family uh, lawyer. Uh, good afternoon and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me on the show, Criselda. <laughs> thank you for having me here. I feel like I'm speaking to queens. <laughs> Not at all. Um, absolutely, as, as you said, you know, I often think that uh, a lot of people think that they must be steadfast, stay in the marriage or stay living with someone, especially if the other party won't move out. And yeah. some people think there's also uh, legal consequences if they are the one to, 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 to walk out. Um, if there's some Something uh, negative, you know, if they own half half the house and they and they walk out, will they lose their value in that house? So there's there's different uh, things that people need to consider. However, um, the the most important thing that people need to know is that it's okay if they move out mm. because staying in that environment when there's acrimony can only lead to more aggression and to um, what we call in law domestic violence. And I, uh, and I guess, uh, Angie, I would like to find out from you that what leads to this rage? I mean, these people started off uh, saying, purporting to be loving one another. But maybe the first thing that we need to look into is that every relationship is a multicultural institution. It depends on what influenced the relationship to start in the first place. Is somebody coming into the relationship with unfinished business? Are there issues that they were carrying in when they come into the relationship? Or did they know exactly what they were looking for? Because sometimes when you fall in love, it, it literally means we fall. We completely fall off the radar of checking somebody out because we are impressed about what we see, how they behave, how we want to be made to feel. And once those things have covered us, we tend to forget that there are other issues mm. that involve living with somebody and living with somebody's other feelings that they have coming from where they're coming from. Jacqueline. So I think that falling in love is a challenge. Uh, that, I think that that's the problem right there. Why do we fall? Because anything that falls <laughs> breaks. Anything that falls will break and it will get hit. Uh, let's talk about, I mean, some of the conflicts that have been presented um, to you, uh, Jacqueline. How do people get to that space? Uh, they start with falling and how do they get to this broken space? So, Criselda, what we always say in law, there's a, a standard saying, which is love is blind and marriage is an eye opener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I suppose in today's time, it would be equivalent to, to living with someone. Um, but, you know, when you're in a situation that the relationship becomes uh, aggressive or violent mm. and there's acrimony between the parties, um, living in the same house, uh, means, you know, the parties can become uh, verbally abusive, psychologically mm -hmm. abusive. I think it's important to state that not all abuse is physical abuse. That's it. And a lot of women uh, experience psychological abuse. Financial. And verbal abuse. Absolutely. Um, that control 
over mm, someone. Mm. Um, and I have uh, had incidents, um, you know, where, where parties are, are staying together. Sometimes they believe it's in the best interest of the children. Yeah. And I think we need to all look at uh, the fact that children being exposed to mom and dad fighting and, and shouting is, is certainly not in the children's best interest. And and you go across the country, Angie, trying to get these people to just uh, go back to a relatable state. And uh, there are instances where you, you recognize that this is irreconcilable. How does mm. one know when to walk away? There are four things that I always try and help people identify in every relationship they are in. Mm-hmm. One is how is this person treating you mm-hmm. when you speak whatever you say do they acknowledge it do they receive it well do they accept what you are saying and do they try and blend with you and give you your space to be who you are because some of us are born to be men we're raised to be queens and kings from the families that we come from Mm. and you find that you get into this relationship with this person who wants to belittle you to make you a child so that you respond yes to everything that they say that person is stifling you already they're taking away your power your strength your wisdom and mm. um, the, the 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 intelligence that you carry to become somebody that's one thing then there's the issue of external needs is this person looking into helping you reach your external needs or is this person saying your needs should be limited to something mm. not to what you always aspire for then there's the issue of choices who do you associate with what are the things that you'd love to do with yourself and with your life and the people that bring good into your life? Are they willing to accept that about you? Then the, the fourth thing is the issue of influence from others. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they allowing you to influence other people in how you carry yourself and the things that you do? Do they believe in your dreams and your aspirations? Do they support them? Do they understand who you are? Because when relationships start, um, Jacqueline talked about control. Control comes because somebody starts by saying, you are beautiful, I love you, the way you are. Two months down the line, I don't like lipstick. I don't like makeup. Stop I don't like using lipstick. Mm. I don't like you going with so-and-so. That friend is a bad friend for you. But they found you glowing, happy with those friends around mm. you, people who are supporting you, growing you. So they want to start changing you. But also another thing that becomes a challenge is the culture when uh, Chris Elder. Because in marriage, we are, it's, like I said, it's a multicultural institution. It's influenced legally. It's influenced uh, from a culture perspective. And it depends on who you are involved with, from what culture, and what is that perception of a relationship of a woman and a man. And what is, uh, uh, what some, some men will say, I'm the head, and everything mm. that I say goes. So that's when they start closing you down. So it's either you become a yes woman for you to be happy, or you become a no woman and you will get received the outcomes of that. And, so so, and, and that oftentimes when, when, the outcomes uh, become that animosity and, and aggression where a person just exactly. uh, wants to control and, and use power and if they can't, then they want to kill you. So so yes. Jacqueline, when this couple has uh, decided or one of the people have decided, because obviously uh, it's always the one who agrees and, and the other wanting um, to deny the other the, the right to walk away. Uh, when, once they rec- recognize that it's not working out, what is the first step? Okay, so the first step, um, firstly, the other person doesn't have to agree to the divorce. Um, Once uh, you or one of the parties has decided they want to get divorced, they would go see a divorce attorney such as myself, um, and we would discuss uh, in terms of issuing a summons. 
Um, there's two ways to get divorce. One is on an opposed basis and one is on an unopposed basis. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we say in law as in life, we always try to do things the nice way first. Yeah. And uh, that's obviously the most cost effective mm-hmm. um, and best for if there's any children involved and, and all parties, which is to try and settle amicably. You know, and see if uh, this the divorce doesn't need to become ugly and costly and and go before the courts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but there's obviously a divorce process, and uh, you know, as I say, the the court, the high court, is the upper guardian of all minor children, and that is the focus uh, whenever there is a divorce and there are minor children. And how important is 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 uh, receiving pre and post counselling uh, once there's no relationship anymore? You can't relate to one another anymore. Uh, post-counseling is most important when you want to walk away because mm. you, you, both sides of the party need to know the reasons why the relationship is no longer working for the other party. They need to understand them. They don't have to agree with them, mm. but they need to understand that I'm not feeling as comfortable as I used to around you. I don't trust you and I want to walk away. Because there is, you can worry about uh, um, material. You can worry about the things that you've accumulated together. But believe you me, material you can always reaccumulate all by yourself. Yeah, your life is more valuable. Your life is more valuable than losing any kind of material. That's one thing. Secondly, we also have an issue of religion, where because we are married at the church, and we know that the church has a certain way of looking at the marriage that is created by God, and God hates divorce. God also hates somebody who kills another person. All that you have to do is look at what happened with Cain and Abel. He did not like it at all. So now you need to really say, if my life is threatened, I need to go back to the church where I got premarital counseling and sit down with the pastor and say, I respect the principle of the church and I will continue to be a born again Christian and serve God. But my life is at stake. I might be killed. Mm. I don't want to make a beautiful corpse that is going to leave my children with a legacy of pain and anger and frustration. I want to be a living person that still continues to serve God. And I believe God, who is a forgiver of it all, is forgiving me for this one. It's a mistake that was made from both my part and my partner's part. We thought we were building something good. It's not working. I'm going to walk away. I think if you do that and your conscience is clear, walk away. Save your life. And I guess uh, we in no way saying it's only um, uh, women uh, who get killed by their spouses. Um, but, uh, you know, women do that too. They kill their husbands. Uh, so you might not want to be a handsome uh, corpse. All right, let's take your calls on 0891-104-207. What's up, voice notes on 0614-104-107 when we find it. And uh, SMS is at uh, 40938, charged at 150 and at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook. You can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. We're talking about, uh, this is our relationship corner, and we're talking about uh, when you can't relate to one another anymore. This is no longer a relatable environment. You hate each other so much that one of you wants the other dead. How did we get there? Uh, So you you mentioned earlier on about cost-effective measures. How cost-effective is cost-effective? Because I know people who are trapped in marriages uh, for the past seven years trying to divorce, and it's expensive. 
Absolutely. Um, well, I think the the one uh, factor is the court. Uh, the you know the law offers and the the government has set up family law courts, so you can actually go to which is any magistrate's court, the nearest magistrate's court uh, within the jurisdiction that you are residing, um, and you can you do not need to have a legal representative to go to the magistrate's court, and uh, the clerks at the court will assist you in doing the divorce summons um, and going through that divorce process. Um, there also is something that I wanted to mention before, which is the domestic violence uh, interdict, which is also at the uh-huh. magistrate's when court. When you feel that your life is threatened. Absolutely. Mm. And, and that isn't divorce. You know, that is a, an urgent matter. If someone has beat you or you're at that point where you believe that your life is in danger mm. um, or your children's lives are in danger, um, you should then immediately go to the domestic violence court, which is again situated at any magistrate's court, um, and again the nearest one to where you are residing. And uh, the court will offer you that relief um, in terms of offering you an immediate interim interdict to protect okay. you. Uh, thereafter, the court will serve that interim interdict on the other party because, of course, every party has the right to have their say in court. Yeah. And um, then the magistrate will hear both parties stories, if you will, they'll hear the evidence and they'll make a determination whether that domestic violence interdict should be made final or not. And then, Angie, there'll be those who say, persevere, and and you're feeling that your life is threatened. You are the only person that truly, really knows the person you are living with. Your mother-in-law knows her son as a child, not as a husband. You know him as a husband and a partner. Your mother-in-law, if you are a man, knows his or her daughter as a daughter, not as a wife. So you know each other from a completely different perspective. There is no kotella where your life is threatened. The minute somebody says, I'm going to kill you, Maya Angelo once said, when a person tells you who they are, believe them the first time. Don't want to hear it for the second time because then you might be going to the mortuary and they will be going to prison. So women out there, we need to be very cautious of the language that our partners use towards us. Don't try and make excuses for your partner. When you say something that you really frightens you, believe it, act on it, and step mm. out of that thing. Chriselda, can I intervene here and just say, um, in terms of a domestic violent interdict, what I always say, when the other party comes, whether it's the male or female, and he or she says, I didn't do that, you know, I didn't beat you up, I didn't say that, I didn't swear at you, I didn't threaten you, I didn't take my rifle and point it at you or firearm, I always say, well, if you didn't do it, then what is the harm in the magistrate granting the interdict and making it final? Because the interdict will say, you are not allowed to threaten that person, you are not allowed to um, you know, raise your firearm to yeah. that person. So if you didn't do it and you're not going to do it, then there should be no prejudice to you in having that interdict. It protects the other party and doesn't. it's not going to cause you That's any issue. It. So that is, that is what I always look at. But what do you do when a person is in denial about what they did? Protect yourself, um, as the the councillor so correctly said. Um, certainly, you know, um, leave leave that uh, environment. Uh, protect mm. yourself. Get a domestic violence interdict if you need to, and move forwards uh, with the divorce process if you believe that there are irretrievable break. If that is an irretrievable breakdown of the marriage, obviously, um, divorce is a last resort. No mm. one gets married wanting to get divorced. No, definitely not. I I, I remember when uh, and this. this 
this conversation has nothing to do with me. I have to say this. Uh, the team decided on this topic. Um, but I remember one of the speakers at our wedding uh, mentioned that uh, when you decide to divorce, you must call all of us, uh, cook the same food, <laughs> and bring all of us together, and in the same environment, then decide to walk away from each other. It is indeed a, a costly exercise. Nobody wants this. Um, nobody wants to go through this. Absolutely. And uh, and absolutely, that's why um, the courts, even when they when we have the, if it's an unopposed divorce and the judge is going to grant the um, final order of divorce, we always put forward that, you know, parties have attempted counselling. Um, and I say to, you know, if there's some elder or, you know, a respected member of the families or someone that can talk to the parties, yeah. you know, you obviously always try that first. But when it reaches a stage that um, we can prove to a court that there's irretrievable breakdown of marriage and that when you get divorced, you have to actually, you answer that. The question is asked, um, is this marriage capable of being saving? Yeah. Most people answer absolutely not. And, and I mean, it might be one who says absolutely not and the other says absolutely yes. And how do we then bridge that uh, gap? Uh, and uh, we'll get the response to, to that question from uh, NG after the news headlines with uh, Joala Netulo. Hashtag SAFM Lifetime. All right, it is Lifetime Live with me, Chris Alda, and uh, this is a relationship corner where we talk about uh, things that may either make us uh, relate to one another or don't not relate to one another. And this time around, just looking at uh, what drives a spouse to get to a place where they want to kill and taking your messages uh, with me in studio is uh, Jacqueline Ellis, who is a specialist uh, f- with family law. Um, she's a family attorney at uh, Jacqueline Ellis Attorneys and uh, also joined by Angie Diale, who's a family and relationship counsellor. And uh, we take your calls right now on 0891-104-207. What's our voice notes on 0614-104-107. SMS at 40938 charged at 150k in Bloemfontein says I often ask what makes one so bitter possessive and evil to not only deny you the chance to find happiness elsewhere uh, but also just uh, take away your right to life it really is evil and Maboho uh, Walimbopo says I have a problem whatever your station talks on relationships going wrong uh, it points at men as abusers and killers what about the other side but how long have you been listening you know one of these things that uh, we need to practice is if I've just tuned in. I can't assume that uh, something was not mentioned. I did mention, I even made an example of a handsome corpse and it can be a female handsome corpse. Uh, so we do acknowledge um, that uh, both men and women can do this. All right, let's hear your voice note. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Chris Elder. Hey, my sister, you know what? I'm in that situation. You, you know, uh, just to be brief, you see, I've got uh, the the baby mother. This girl, a uh, long time I've been telling her that we must quit this thing because it's not working for us. And then I, I even gave her options that if she wants, she can give me uh, the children's and then she will, she, she will go her way. That's not a problem. But you see me, sister, the more I'm telling her that we, this thing is not working for us, the more she's coming back. I've tried everything. I've tried even the protection orders, but the police told me uh, 
if I do have a protection order for her, I will not see my children. Please, my sister, man, can you can you help me? I'm in trouble. Please. Hashtag SAFM Lifetime. Hi, Chriselda. It's Sandila in Cape Town. I just wanted to know if you are staying with somebody and you're not married and this person is giving you trouble and you are sharing a property, what steps can you take uh, or what advice can the advocate there or attorney can give you in order for you to get what you have invested in? All right. Uh, we're going to start with the baby mama drama, Sisenji. Yes. The situation of the baby mama drama is that if the man is 100% sure uh, that he is not doing anything wrong, he can go to the court. The court can be able to assist them on how to deal with that issue. I think it's a question for the advocate. Because first and foremost, there is no woman who would want to just leave her kids with a man and walk away, irrespective of what the challenges are. They agree to have these children together. They need to sort out the situation together. So they no, need he's saying, he, he's saying the that... Situation of He's saying that she's violent and he wants out. And they told him uh, that if he gets a a court interdict and a protection order, then he won't be able to have access to the kids because the kids live with her. Can I I ask? Sure. Yes. Oh, sorry, sorry, Angie. I'm, I'm uh, stepping in here. So um, I agree with you. Step in, my <laughs> Thank you. By the way, she she hosts a show called Step In. Oh. That's why she's fascinated so by I'm, that term. It was the correct term. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Angie. So, so first of all, as I said, I think initially, if you're in a stage where it's going to lead to violence, uh, leave. I mean, yeah. step one is I don't know what he's waiting for. I think uh, I think the listener must definitely leave the place and then. And as I said, there's not going to be any legal consequences. Nobody's going to view him negatively for the fact that he removed himself from this situation. In fact, he's doing himself, uh, you know, he's assisting himself and the children because it can only lead to a terrible situation where he will, you know, one day become enraged and terrible things can happen. But to answer his question, which is very important in terms of contact, it doesn't matter what the other party says. She does not know the law. She has not, no doubt, got any law degree. The reality is that every biological parent, whether you're married or unmarried, has the right to contact to their minor children. So no one can take that away from them. And uh, if she does do that, absolutely, as Angie said, you approach the children's court, you go straight to your family court, and they will assist you. She is not permitted to do that. Mm. And and also in terms of, uh, I think the the first uh, message also from the, well, just the first one with the listener, that uh, in terms of male-female, absolutely, um, I have a client at the moment, a male client, and he was physically, psychologically, mm. and uh, verbally abused by this woman uh, that he he we are he is getting a divorce from. So absolutely, I, I represent men and women uh, who it, it, it happens in terms of obviously both uh, both sexes. All right, let's go to um, the callers now. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Uh, Nanangobes is joining us from KZN. Good afternoon and welcome. Afternoon, uh, Chrisada and your guests. Um, it's funny enough, we were in court this morning <laughs> supporting one of our members uh, as women forward. She has gone to, she went to court for the eighth time to ask for the protection order. Mm. Eighth time. I want to refute what the, the legal person is saying there because it's not as easy as it sounds. Mm. Now, even last time we went, Chrisada, I think it was not even this, this past a month, the month before, 
One of the magistrates said, if you are coming back for the sixth time for this same protection order that you have been asking for since the 19th of May last year in 2018, right? That man must not be dangerous. That man went to her lawyer's offices and threatened to kill her right there in the lawyer's offices. So I don't understand really how women get victimized so many times and why we spend our time in court with uh, 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 with uh, uh, our members, the Women Forward members, is that now we realize that women, when they are alone, they are intimidated in court. They feel alone, they feel vulnerable because they spend half of their life trying to get this particular paper, which she, she was asked to go and serve herself mm. to, the, to the other party. If you understand what I'm saying, it's, co- it's completely, completely not working, Griselda. The law is stacked against women, and I'm not arguing mm-hmm. that there are men who are abused because we found one abused young man there, and I felt for him because we have to be fair in the world. Yeah. Both men and women get abused by this very same law that is not protecting anyone, both men and women. Somewhere, our law has been left behind on the human, on, on the human rights sensitivities. I think we're still stuck in the old times of the law, it continues operating the way it did so many years ago. It's insensitive to our people's needs at ground level because both men and women are struggling with how to get the law to work for them. It's painful, Presider. It really is painful. I can feel the pain. Uh, and uh, thank you so much uh, for Women Forward for supporting uh, women who are grieved. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sisnan. Um, Criselda, yeah, to answer to answer the listener, I'm horrified by the circumstances of mm, that case. Because you can't deliver the and, interdict and, yourself. And that is not supposed to happen. No. So, you know, if there's... The, the, first of all, the interdict is supposed to be delivered by the police. That's it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes the police say if they can't find someone or to identify the person, um, you can. Well, obviously, it's a family member or someone. Usually, they take a photograph. But someone can go with the police in the vehicle, but certainly not unaccompanied by a police officer. That would mm. be absurd um, to... To, to have the interdict served on them. Um, I have never heard of a situation uh, where the um, court has said, go and serve it on yourself. But again... Well, I have heard oh, really? um, one, yes. I was intervening uh, for <coughs> a young girl in Soweto and we were given the court interdict to just go and deliver it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. We're terrified. I'm mm-hmm. here to support this young girl. Uh, she's only 20. She was beaten up uh, by using a bat. Uh, and, and I mean, to say she must then take the interdict herself. Uh, and, and they were saying exactly that, that we need someone to help mm. us identify. So, you know what I always say? I say knowledge is power and know your rights. So mm. if you are being told something by a clerk of the court that you know does not sound right, I would say immediately Challenge. contact an attorney. Yeah. Well, if they're not going to listen to you, contact an attorney. And if you cannot afford an attorney, obviously the, the universities have uh, free uh, law clinics that can mm. assist you with advice. And there's also, also legal aid. Or even the superintendent, um, you you know, the one above that individual, um, because Uh that's what we did. And immediately we got uh, help because sometimes you feel so intimidated uh, by the system thinking it's not on your side. Um, You know, the law is on your side. We have to pay the bills when we return. We continue taking your messages. Uh, SMS is at 40938, charged at 150. And your WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104107. Lifetime Live with Chriselda Tutumashe. 
All right, uh, we continue this conversation on our relationship corner as we conclude uh, talking about uh, uh, what drives a spouse um, to kill. And uh, joining us on the line is uh, NGD Ale, Family and Relationships uh, Counselor, and also Jacqueline Ellis, who is a specialist uh, family attorney at uh, Jacqueline Ellis Attorneys. You know, as we conclude this conversation, um, Angie, uh, Society, what role can society play in supporting uh, an individual who says, I want to walk away? Our society has always been more harsh and more judgmental, especially where cohabitation, cohabitation, marriage and relationships are concerned. We are looking at it from a patriarchal state where we are saying these are the rules. Mm. of some that you have to follow all our lives. We are not willing to transform with the challenges that society is throwing back at us. We'd like to appeal to mothers, to fathers, to uncles and aunts, to grandparents, to siblings, to say if your sister, your brother, comes home and says, I've had enough, I'm in a challenging situation, my life is at stake, receive them back and support them to get out of that situation. There is nothing better than an, a parent who is alive, who starts afresh and is there for her children in a happy home or his children in a happy home than living in an environment where it's tense, it's unhappy, the children are miserable, the mother or father is miserable and the environment is toxic to the well-being of those children. So to our society, I'm appealing. Let's really preach true love. True mm-hmm. love is saving the lives of the ones that we love by being honest and truthful about the situation, not wanting to look good and saving relationships that are dead. Thank you. May, where do we find you on that note for those okay. who need counseling? Uh, my, tele- my number where you can find me is 072-138-4566. And my email address is ngdale at gmail.com. My office is in Zone 9 Middlelands in Soweto, number 1975 Ligua Building, Zone 9 Middlelands, Soweto. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us in GDL. Love you, Lord. Take care. You know, you know I double that. <laughs> That's a family and relationship counselor in GDL and uh, also talk show host. Uh, she fixes people's problems in their homes. And I guess uh, this is one of them. And uh, Mashaba Innocent Imposings, I, I remember one of my WhatsApp friends displayed a gun on her profile picture and asked why, when I asked why a gun, um, she said it's her husband who uploaded it um, so that uh, the other men <laughs> cannot approach her or propose to her. It looks like uh, they don't uh, buy the guns for criminals anymore. Uh, if they see mistakes, uh, they are threatening uh, their wives. But uh, well, now they sleep with school kids. Mm. I agree with you, Mashab. Horrific. <laughs> yeah. Now, as we conclude, um, all right, I'm told there's uh, one more voice note uh, before we conclude. Hi, Chriselda and the guest. My name is James uh, Kachingwe Munipao in Deben. Yeah, I'm, I am a victim of domestic violence, um, of which is I've recognized uh, that uh, men abuse is taken as a joke or less serious, of which means... Uh, and then what is going on is um, we are feeling ashamed of being embarrassed by police when you go there and report the matter to the, uh, to the police station or being ashamed, you know. So I, I found my passion that now 
of which I have managed to open an NGO based on uh, domestic violence, mm. uh, specialized in men, children, and women, but mainly men. So, I need your help. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm wondering if you are the one that's uh, uh, sent us a picture of a man who's crying uh, from KwaZulu Natal. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for for that uh, voice note and uh, saying that uh, please, uh, f- there's far more pain in domestic abuse and visible scars of bruise. Um, uh, please help me. A crying man is not a sexy picture at all. It's sad. Uh, and and yes, we encourage more and more men um, to connect and be in touch with the emotional self uh, but really we mm. cannot be breaking our men like this well i think uh you know james calling in and what he's doing is commendable and mm. i think uh you know he certainly stands as an example for other men that's and it. the more men that come forward um hopefully that will assist in terms of you know the takes away the stigma the as well absolutely and you know i just wanted to say more what angie was talking about also and I'm sure most people know that you know divorce is a last resort. Mm. So family members need to know that when we when we look at death, any death that happens in life, um, family members are there to support someone. Divorce is a death. It is the death of a relationship. It is the mm. death of the marriage, and it is an extremely traumatic time. And uh, obviously, people need the family support emotionally and sometimes financially too. And law enforcers need to just uh, protect the victims. Absolutely. Because as a man, when I get to um, that police station you cannot be laughing at me um, when I'm there to report that my partner my spouse is beating me up absolutely uh, you know you can go straight to the courts you don't actually need to go to the police station because it is an act of domestic violence so you can go straight to the domestic violence court where do we find you so um, my email address is Jackie J-A-C-K-I-E at J Ellis it's J E. My website, www.jellisagain.co.za and my cell, 083-391-6100. All right, we take a mini break and uh, when we return, uh, we talk umkhabulo as a history lesson and celebrating Mama Epinet Mbeg. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much you for, for having coming me with, through. Thank you for having me with you, Griselda. Thank you. That's uh, Jacqueline Ellis, who's a specialist family attorney lawyer at uh, Jacqueline Ellis Attorneys.